For Trump, much of this comes down to money. Trump has said, dating back to the very start of his campaign, that the U.S. invests too much in NATO's security. NATO is obsolete. They look at the United States as weak and forgiving. They're not paying their bills. They're not paying their bills. These nations must pay what they owe. NATO has not treated us fairly, but I think we'll work something out. We pay far too much, and they pay far too little. Many countries uh, owe us a tremendous amount of money for many years back, where they're delinquent, as far as I'm concerned, because the United States has had to pay for them. In the case of NATO, I said, you got to pay your bills, folks. you got to pay up. We don't want to have people delinquent. They're not paying for this protection in anywhere near what it's costing us. We're also getting our allies, finally, to help pay their fair share. Okay, so Trump did squeeze more money out of some NATO members for defense. He even got a statement from NATO's Secretary General thanking him for lining NATO's coffers. But the rest of the world still views NATO as a national security necessity. Just ask them. Of course we want all countries like us to spend 2%, but I think what was said was not a sensible approach. It's not Yes, now yes, tomorrow no, it depends who are you. NATO cannot be an alliance a la carte. It exists or it not exists. Trump appears not to care. That's according to his own former advisors. John Bolton says the Trump win, a Trump win equals NATO in, quote, real jeopardy. John Kelly says the Trump, quote, saw absolutely no point in NATO. A different senior Trump defense official says point blank that the U.S. will be out of NATO if Donald Trump wins. It's all about the Benjamins. And it may also be about Putin. He got along so well with the Russian president that he chose to believe Putin over his own intelligence community. My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, he just said it's not Russia. I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. The welcome mat to march all over American allies isn't the first time that Trump has invited Putin to do something. Remember this? Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. I think you will probably be rewarded mightily by our press. So what does a world without NATO look like, especially for the NATO countries that are in the neighborhood, the part of the world that is not so safe, where Vladimir Putin just might be casing their countries? Everyone in the West thinks that the Russian people have been split by hostilities forever. No, they will be reunited. The unity is still there. So does Putin's definition of unity reach into Estonia? What about Latvia? Lithuania? Because the world already knows what Putin's brutal version of unity looked like in Ukraine. people are squashed in. They're sitting on the seats there in the dark. There are children here. If you can see over here, they are Russian airborne forces. They have taken this airport 
That's the main battle tank of the Russians. That's a T-72 battle tank. Right within the past few hours, there has been a ferocious battle here on the outskirts of Kiev. You can hear the fear and the anguish. You can see the desperate efforts to rescue civilians after an attack on this train station. He's saying that he's hungry, he needs something to eat. He's asked us if we have any groceries. And joining me now is Sir Richard Dearlove. He is the former chief of the British Secret Intelligence Service. And you just heard foreign leaders reacting to Donald Trump's comments. Sir Richard, what do you think about Trump's remarks? I think that there's a certain amount of shock in what Donald Trump says at the moment. And I mean, my question is, is he electioneering? or is he meaning exactly what he says? Uh, I mean, for a presidential candidate to say this and mean it, it's extremely alarming and worrying. But I really wonder whether that is what's happening. I mean, if you go back to Trump's first term, the line he took on NATO, in my opinion, was justified. He was urging NATO members in a not very diplomatic fashion to increase their contributions to NATO up to 2% of GDP. Okay. So to that extent, I agreed with his original position. But times have changed since his first term. Um, you know, we have a crisis in Ukraine, a very serious crisis in Ukraine. And if Trump were to be president by November of this year, then the majority of NATO members will be spending 2% of GDP more in a number of cases. You have warned pretty starkly in the past that Trump is a national security threat, you believe, to the UK. Do you view his latest comments as an invitation uh, for the likes of Putin to actually plot an attack on NATO countries? Well, that's what it would appear to mean. And I mean, if a presidential candidate is saying that about, you know, the Western alliance, the Western security system, it is deeply shocking and worrying. But, you know, is he just getting up and saying it because it appeals to a certain type of electoral base who adhere, let's say, to sort of isolationist tendencies in US foreign policy? Um, but, I mean, if it's, if it's what he means and, and what he's truly saying, I mean, this is completely off the, off the map. I mean, it's, it's just unimaginable that an American president, particularly a Republican candidate, should be able to say such things and mean it. So in um, 2021, President Biden uh, had a message to the international community, and it was basically, America is back. Do statements like these undermine that message? And how worried really are the people that you speak to in European governments and elsewhere in leadership? Look, profoundly worried. There's no question. But, you know, I would like to have the opportunity to sit down with the national security advisors that Trump has and say to them, what on earth are you thinking? What on earth are you doing? How are you advising Trump? 
I'm really confused, but if we're facing something that you interpret at face value, I'm deeply, deeply concerned. But the other thing that worries me is that, you know, Republican senators, well, no, it's Republican congressmen rather than senators, look as though they might block the latest appropriation yeah. uh, of funds to the Ukrainians. And they are also endorsing Donald Trump. Is it responsible for people like that to uh, simply just brush this off? No, it isn't. If, if they want to mend the situation, we would like to see Republican congressmen vote for this latest subvention of defense spending to Ukraine. I, I, I just wish that one could sit down and try to explain why this is so fundamental to global security and the security of the Western alliance. And there is no alternative to NATO. There is no European army. There is no, as it were, European defense policy, which is an effective alternative to NATO. NATO is there. It's strong. It's getting stronger. But it absolutely needs the sort of steel in the spine that the American membership of NATO gives it. And I, I just, I, I'm totally, I mean, someone in my position who spent a lot of his professional life dealing with the United States on national security issues, I'm, I'm appalled, I'm deeply worried.